Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Sheila Seppi, and welcome to the Conscious Awakening Series. My intention with this podcast is to support you on your spiritual growth and your cosmic expansion. Now, you're watching us on the Conscious Awakening Network, so please check us out at theconsciousawakeningnetwork.org and sign up to be on our mailing list, where each week you will learn about amazing programming and events that we offer. Now, today, my guest is Steph Dietland. He is an angel communicator, and in 2003, Steph experienced this monumental personal setback that opened the door to contact with the angels and a new conscious paradigm. Now, today, Steph will share with us a little bit about who he is, what he does, his personal experience, and the revelations that the angels have given him specifically about New Earth. So I know you guys are excited about that. So, Seth, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to connect with your audience and mostly to share the messages from the angels about the new earth because they are very powerful and very comforting and they're a game changer. So I'm happy to be able to be here and spread those messages from the angels. Well, beautiful. Now, have you always been an angel communicator or did something happen that brought this to you? Well, and this is funny. And I always like to say everything that I share in a way that someone in the audience can relate to this. When the gift opened up wide or big in 2003, I could always say that that was the initiation point. But once I learned that I was communicating with the angels, I realized that I had been talking to them my whole life. And moreover, we all are too. And it shows up in a lot of different ways that we don't naturally say, oh, that's my angels communicating with me, or oh, those are my angels working with me to coordinate things like meeting my mate or getting that job that, that we really want or whatever. So interestingly enough, well, when we open up to that communication, it seems like a brand new portal. After we get familiar with it, we then recognize different parts of our lives earlier when we were insightful or when we were receiving that knowing or accessing it all along. And so <laughs> that I say, you know, I remember when I was five or six years old, I remember asking my mom if we were just puppets for God. And the reason I asked that is because I had remembered something that our human being is actually imbued with the consciousness of the creator and that we were playing out some cosmic drama, I guess you could say, um, so that the creator could know something and that we're just one big puppet show for God. And that's actually how I see it today, yeah. but I do know and especially what we have going on today definitely the puppet show has special effects yes. <laughs> and a whole lot of naughty people but the <laughs> right so and we have a whole lot of people who are waking up and so this is something where i understood that the divine is the creator and the created and that's what i understood when i was about five or six and the pieces start to come together. And I say that because I love when an audience hears these interviews and say, 
oh my gosh, that's me. I've been communicating with my angels too. Beautiful. I love that, that you were already figuring it out that we were just in a puppet show. That is yes. that is a great analogy. That is. Yeah. I, after a certain while, you want to trade in that puppet for one with less wrinkles, maybe a little more hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> Has a little more energy, cool. but yeah. So now when you were five, do you have any remembrances of messages coming to you or sensing like that overwhelming sense of comfort around you? I can say there were many times and I, for whatever reason, did not have kids my own age in mm -hmm. my neighborhood, whereas my brothers and sisters had kids their own age in the neighborhood. So the minute they had finished their homework, they hit the decks, they were gone, they were with their friends. And I was by myself all the time. And I see how I had maybe made a soul agreement to be in that family, because as I spent time alone, I used to get a lot of insights, which I didn't think were any big deal at all. And mm -hmm. after I had the shift in my life in 2003, then I started to remember some of those points and realized that I had maybe kept some form of that calibration or awareness after losing that childlike sense of innocence, mm -hmm. which up until seven, we're in the theta brainwave state. And that's how it is that young children have access to their highest self or the higher knowing is because they're still in the theta brainwave state. It's the same thing that I do in hypnotherapy. I take you into that ultra connected state. And then when we get there, we're connected to a level of intelligence that it knows what to do and how to do it. And I always make the analogy with certain insight that kids who are still in that theta brainwave state, mm -hmm. they believe in magic, they create magic, yeah. they're always a joy, they prioritize play and creativity, they've got the recipe right. <laughs> and so what we're learning or unlearning right now is that by being creative, by being in that joy and being in that higher brainwave state, by prioritizing play and the joy of living, we tap into the higher field of consciousness. And this is where we would begin to live more powerfully. If you run a business, whatever it is that you do for success, if you have that in your life, then things just come together. And especially when you believe in magic, I love the idea that children have such a great and simple way that they solve problems. They just think about something as a possibility without letting the mind edit everything based on past experiences. So when we get a little older, we think of a solution. Then we think, no, that can't work because I tried that before. No, that can't work because that doesn't happen that way or whatever. Whereas children are like, oh yeah, we can do that. I remember <laughs> when my mom was sort of fake complaining about running out of mom money, I would say, you can't be out of money. There's still checks in your checkbook. And, <laughs> That's right. As naive as it might sound, children have that way. So we have this sense of connectivity to the higher fields of consciousness. And this is 
what Dolores Cannon was talking about when she did her work as well. And this is that level of consciousness that we're accessing as we move into new earth. And I know you asked about the moment that I had the shift in 2003. And what happened is I called them in. I called in the angels because I was having a difficult time. I don't even know why I did it. And then afterwards, I was like, why would the angels talk to me? I'm a naughty boy. I party. <laughs> I do all kinds of things. I was a very successful real estate agent. And I was only after like, I mean, my goals were all about making good money, having a nice house, you know, the things that we're supposed to do, quote unquote, right. in this world. And of course, nobody's a naughty boy or a naughty girl, but we judge ourselves based on a standard that was given to us that is not an authentic metric. Right, right. I think that's awesome. And just a moment ago, you mentioned hypnotherapy. And so could you share with the audience a little bit about what you currently do before we get into uh, talking about the new earth? Yes, absolutely. So I am an angel channel. So I do angel channeled events. I do angel channeled courses. Some of them I teach will facilitate. I say I facilitate everything that I do. I'm just a facilitator. The power behind what I do is at a higher level of consciousness. I've just learned to access that. But you have to give it some nomenclature that people can relate to so that they know what they're coming for to have help them or bring them into those higher states of consciousness. So I'm a certified hypnotherapist in an angel channel, which is a great pairing because either I'm accessing the higher realms of awareness to assist people. And when I, when I do that, what's interesting that I've discovered when I do readings, I call them readings, but they're really quantum activation sessions is what I call them because I bring in the angels. I relay what the angels have to say for people when I do those one-on-one -on -one sessions and when the angels come in, they bring their high frequency energy. And so it's a calibration on top of that. The same thing happens when I do hypnotherapy. I can do it with any script, such as uh, past life regression and that sort of thing. But I've started working with the angels several years ago where I bring them in and then they guide us once we hit those higher realms of consciousness. So we go and visit the Akashic library and visit the Akashic records. Mm -hmm. We meet our angels and spirit guides. We go in and do a myriad of things. And each session is completely different. And they're quite miraculous. Yesterday, actually, I had someone who came into a session and often I'm given a visual image of the heart. In this case, it was the heart and bringing mm -hmm. out the energy of love, which is the divine that connectivity. And after she woke up, she kept seeing these sparkles, but she didn't put two and two together until she realized that whatever that image was that had been given to her about accessing the light for the healing energy, that it was still operating that healing modality. It was real because she woke up and she saw the sparkles of light around her. So these kinds of things happen all the time. That's the way I do one-on-one -on -one work, but I do angel channeled events mostly around new earth and especially right now around the paradigm of abundance, because I've been helped to understand that um, 
as we go into the new earth, we're going to, we're, we are creating a new relationship with abundance and money, not money strictly in a box, abundance and money. And so the angels have given me through channeling this sort of recipe of making this transition from the old system that lacks consciousness because what we're going into is a quantum reality quantum just means that it's conscious that it's heart-centered and that it is god-centered or creator-centered whatever word you like to use so we're going back into something that resembles the energy frequency of the creator which means that we're not going to have a money system that separates separates us from the rich or poor <laughs> we're not going to have the poverty we're not going to have the the greed of the wealth and that's going to shift in a certain way so i've been helped understand that so i assist people through classes and courses to talk about the transition and talk about um, that sort of thing and help people calibrate that and it really is a calibration that we work on mostly so there is a bit of that and um and I'm in Brazil, so I don't know if you can hear the band playing in the background, but it's, no. well, that's good. Cause I, I have a, specifically <laughs> this microphone and um, all of a sudden I've heard it gets lively around here. It's summertime, of course here, but so I help people in those um, great ways, the group classes, courses and one-on-one -on -one sessions and um, that sort of thing. Now, do you also help people learn themselves how they can contact their angels? Yes. One of the courses that I offer frequently throughout the year is a course about communicating with the angels. It's an angel communication course, and it is way different than what you'd expect. And naturally, I channeled the course from the angels, and it even turned out way differently than I'd expect, but I've learned not to have any expectations when it comes to the angels. So they instructed me, they said, okay, we're going to do this course. And here are the four modules about how to connect with us and, and how to do that. So I started teaching the first course. I got a few people and I said, Hey, you know, let's jump on a zoom for four weeks. And I'm going to teach you this class that I've been channeling from the angels. And the, they all came the second week and they're like, I love the synchronicities and I love the angel communication, but the miracles are off the charts. Wow. They started manifesting money. They started manifesting different things that they needed in their life. They started getting into this super flow. And so I went back to the angels and I said, well, this is funny. You didn't tell me to teach a, a miracle creation class. You just asked me to teach this angel communication class. And they said, well, what happened to you when you started talking to us? And I said, uh, miracles started happening <laughs> all the time. And they said, yes, that's the byproduct of when you start communicating with us is that now you're tapped into the quantum field of intelligence. And now you're in such super alignment and super flow that, yes, these miracles, these manifestations and the ease in which everything flows is going to be turned on by a natural byproduct of this. So that was super exciting. Yes. Yeah, so I do teach that a few times a year. I bring it out and it's a channel class. And so everyone gets a, uh, an opportunity to hear a channeled messages about taking them step by step. But the reason it's channeled is because it has a calibration in it. 
-hmm. And so people are calibrating while actually hearing instruction from the angels themselves about how to speak to them, how to communicate with them and how to work with them, work with them to thrive. Yes. Beautiful. So I'm sure our viewing audience is all excited. They're like, I want to take that course. So can you tell them where they could sign up for that? Oh, yeah. So on my site, talktomyangels.com, talktomyangels.com, there is a, a wait list for all the courses and events that I do right at the top of the page. And what they can do is just uh, add their name and email. And then I announce anytime I'm launching a class of any kind, including the class about the money. And I'm going to teach a class about accessing the Akashic records with the angels. I've taught that. And now they've asked me to refine it again. I had this class all recorded. And then they said, okay, now we're going to do this all over again because <laughs> humanity is at a different frequency. And now they're ready for a different and higher understanding of the Akashic records. And to be honest with you, I'm excited to co-create this with them because I always learn amazing things when we do this. So on my website, there's an opportunity to uh, just sign up so that we know, or I know, me and my team knows that if we launch something that you want an email to let you know that something is coming online. Fantastic. Well, I'm also excited to hear that they're talking about this recalibration because so many people today are talking about new earth. And mm. first I would like to ask you, what is your understanding of the new earth? When is it happening? Where is it? So great questions. Oh, I love this. So first of all, interesting enough, when I called on the angels, because I had a personal setback in 2003, their message was basically like, hey, dude, guess what? That thing that happened to you, even though it was the catalyst for us beginning our connection, our communion, and our working relationship, I was like, whoa, 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 working relationship? What's going on here, right? But yeah. they said to me right away, they said, there are going to be big changes in your world and your new calling is going to have something to do with these changes. And we're going to be working with you to assist humanity through these changes. And it was the weirdest thing that I heard, but I absolutely knew what they were talking about. Ah. As strange as that sound, it was something innate in me that was like, okay, yeah, I know what this is. And that's because on some level as a soul, the same person that was aware that we're puppets for God is also aware like, oh yeah, that's why I'm here. That's right. why we are here. And the way that they explained it is that the world is meant to raise up and be a reflection of the creator's inner the creator's frequency and that everything was meant to be love centered. They said it would be the elevation into heaven on earth. So I used to use the term heaven on earth or the mm -hmm. coming of heaven on earth. And then we use the word new earth as a sort of a collective agreement way of saying it, but the new earth is actually the old earth. Right. So the old earth is the one that we descended from 
at a certain time that we wanted to go on an experience. There's that puppets for God thing. And we wanted to go on to an experience of discovery. And we descended down into a very, very dense frequency for the purpose of discovery in that contrast. And of course, we're working our way back up to the original earth that was created by the divine creator that is centered in unconditional love, free-flowing energy of all kinds, and lavish creation. There's no poverty, there's no sickness, there's no all kinds of things. Consequently, there's no medicine, there's no money, there's none of that either. And we're moving into that, and all of this is happening via vibrational planes or timelines. Some people mm -hmm. use the terminology for timelines. Some people use timelines to describe something else. The angels use timelines or vibrational planes to make reference to this with mm -hmm. me. And we're actually seeing miraculous things. How, how about you? Seeing things that you couldn't possibly have believed in. And there's some people you can't even tell what you've experienced once you get calibrated into this. And this, there's lots of stories of what I've experienced in this. And of course, it's a wonderful way to concretize this mm -hmm. so that people understand this. But one of my favorite stories is when I was in Sedona and my parking sensors in my car were malfunctioning. And there's no BMW dealership in Sedona to take it in, and get it taken care of. So I was going back to California in a couple months. I was like, okay, well, I'll just have it addressed when I get back to California. And while I made that awareness, I heard the angel say, how would you like to use the power of creativity to repair the parking sensors? And I'm like, sure. Okay, great. And this is a great way of understanding this because a couple days later, a friend of mine in Phoenix, she had something of a mishap happen to her and I dropped everything that I was doing and I drove two and a half hours down to Phoenix to bring presence as in the presence of the, the energy to talk her through it and to comfort her. And I did that because it felt like that's what I was supposed to do. And as you know, when we do light work or we do any of that kind of work, now we get into this space of expansion that I like to call being consciously drunk or consciously yeah. high. And that's how we know that we've been shifted. That's how we know that we've done a reboot of reality. And what the angels had explained to me before is that when we do this, when we do these shifts, whether they're incrementally or quantum leaps, when we do them, we're actually taking offline an old reality and we're bringing online a new one. And this is why we'll say, oh my gosh, I feel like a different person than I did last year. It feels like I live in a different reality than I did last year. And it's because you did, and it's because you are. You literally are in a different variation of reality. So when we do these shifts and they happen through frequency, anything that raises our frequency, that includes, believe it or not, healing the stuff from the past. Because that stuff, that past stuff, tethers us to former 
variations, frequency variations. Right. So for example, let's say an incident happened when we were 12 and we're still carrying around something. We do something to address that. It dissolves our connectivity to that frequency layer and we're free to continue to ascend up. This is how they explained yeah. to me that this works. And then anyhow, I went and I helped my friend and I was with her and I comforted her and it shifted her. And when I walked out of her house, I felt so fulfilled mm -hmm. by the energy that was moving through me and just knowing that I had a gift to be of value in that moment. I turned on my car, I backed out of the driveway and my parking sensors have been working since then. And as I was wow. driving back to Sedona in two and a half hours in that wonderful state of connectivity with the angels, they explained to me that what happened was that I behaved like the creator by doing something selfless, which raised my frequency so high that I that I took offline an old timeline layer or frequency variation, and I quantum leaped into a higher frequency layer and a higher timeline. Mm -hmm. And when I did, I didn't repair my car by going there, but I had gone to a frequency layer where my car wasn't broken to begin with, where the parking sensors weren't broken to begin with. This is how miracles happen is through timeline shifts and through these frequency layers. And this is how the new earth happens. Right. This is exactly how the new earth happens. So we're experiencing it personally, but we're also experiencing it globally. There are a lot of doom and gloom scenarios that have been given to us over the last three years. Right. From people who say, well, this is happening. These people are doing that, this, that, and the other thing, which means that ultimately this is going to be the case. But what happens is that it shifted people into higher frequency beings. It brought the collective into a higher frequency variation of reality. So in March of 2020, when we were all being sent home mm -hmm. for the stay at home orders, when that happened, I remember the angels telling me what this was what was happening because two months earlier they had said to me because at the time i was working at bmw car dealership they had sent me to go work there for a little while as a calling or to to sort of hang out there for a little while but in january i was in the showroom they said it's about to happen we're about to begin the unraveling the revealing mm -hmm. the revelation and that's the of, same thing my guides told me Yes, I got so excited inside and I thought, what is wrong with me? People are sick everywhere. How can I be so excited? And they said, this is the beginning. Well, and it was, was really, like, <laughs> yes, it was really interesting in January before the March, they said, you're not going to be here much longer. You're going to be, you're going to be given your post. The one I've been working on for 20 years, mm -hmm. you're going to be given your post. And I said, okay. Great. And then when we got sent home in March, they said, this is that thing. They told me, you know, because the the power of words, creating with words, they right. said, don't use the word that the media gives this event, which that's the word that rhymes with mandemic that starts with a P. <laughs> they said, use the word ascension portal. 
they drew an image for me of people wherever they were on their journey, that they were going to be quantum leaped to new levels and that people who weren't awake would be awakened. And by that, I mean, consciously, I don't mean politically, that's part of it. That's a portal, but it's not the actual awakening is the political stuff. That's a sideshow. That's not the main event that's happening right now. The main event that's happening right now is that the divine is reclaiming its world and it's unstoppable. So I watched that happen and we went through this, that the divine called the freak, the, the Ascension portal. And basically angels had explained that we would all be taking these quantum leaps of evolvement, but that somehow or another, we needed this event to do that. And this event brought us into higher timelines, which basically if there was some sort of ideas of maybe those that want to manipulate humanity is taken out of their hands as we keep elevating into higher timelines, because there is a lower frequency layer of being that certain people on this planet embody that want to, you know, control everything or be as rich as they can, or they're greedy and all that. And they certainly may have a designed plan that wants to increase the power that they have. But every time we upgrade into a new timeline or frequency variation, their power is rendered useless. So that's why, despite the doom and gloom scenarios that were painted from those original times in 2020, the reason why we're here right now, it's such an exciting opportunity where we're seeing magic and miracles happen, is that that's the power of this constant shifting through layers of uh, frequency variations, planes of frequency variations. And so that's why everything that we do to expand ourselves is actually giving us access. And the other thing is not everybody's going at the same time. So if you in the audience are doing your work in expanding and have pivoted your life into making that expansion the most important thing, as opposed to acquiring as much wealth as possible. If you have done that, then you're higher up the ladder, not in an ego's perspective, but you're going to start experiencing miracles and magic before those who are resistant or at different layers or different steps or somewhere on the path along the way. So it's not like a major, like one day event. This is a process that we're doing and we're watching the shifting of layers. And so we are here already. We're here in a variation of it. And ultimately, every time we shift into a new frequency layer, something there is perfected or already still in its perfect state, like the car. That was an example of that. So in that layer, the car was already working properly. Mm -hmm. So when I got there and entered into the new reality variation, that was the case. We're going to get to a frequency layer where we will no longer have or need our governments, our money system, our medical system, um, lots of other things as well. And we'll have such a more all-encompassing relationship with our creator we won't even need the construct of religion anymore either. So we won't have to be divided over who has the right 
dogma because we'll have a way that that would have been blown the lid off of that where we'll have such a more complete and close relationship with our creator that the old system of religion mm. won't actually satisfy us anywhere it, it won't it'll be right. irrelevant it'll be obsolete is what it is right. what and it saying. seems like some of that is already begun yes. happening because so There's, many people are looking at religion as a bureaucracy as opposed to um, a methodology in order to feed their soul. And so there's a lot of those shifts happening. I do want to ask you, a lot of people talk about um, as we move into the new earth, that there at some point will be a total separation. And that not, again, it's not a race. Everybody's eventually going to get there. So what's going to happen with that separation when there's like mass consciousness What's going to happen to um, the old earth? Yes. Well, the earth that we're on is ascending. Mm -hmm. So there is, you could call a replica because the earth is still part of, let's say, a holographic projection mm -hmm. of light. And the earth that we're on is entering a region in the galaxy where the light and it's not just physical light. This is light that's spiritually charged right. is actually charging up all of this. So it's inevitable because it does that. There are those who will be transitioning. And so it will appear like they're transitions. And your audience may notice that there's a lot of people that are passing away that are transitioning to the other mm -hmm. side. And there are some people that are here that are meant to be architects of the new earth. And there are some people who their soul agreement is to go back and then come back in another body. Right. And there are some, and you know, if you lost aunt Alice lately, this is not her for those who have a lower frequency design on this reality, those and only those get to go when they transition into a different reality. They don't get to go back and get bodies and come back as we're all the same soul. We're all the same being we're united at such a highest level, but right. these, while our souls are still individuated or multiplicitous, those souls that had or have a, a greed based design on manipulating and controlling humanity, they get to be moved into a reality where they are the recipients of what they wanted to do to humanity. And this completes their cycle of discovery, mm -hmm. let's say. So let's say there are people who want a system in the world where they have all the money and all the oil and all the this and all the that or whatever. And they have this design to try to uh, escalate that. Let's just say, I mean, it sounds purely hypothetical, but let's just say that were the case. Then if they've been working really hard on this plan during this amount of time, then they get to go to a reality where they are a slave in that slave system. And they get to experience being a slave in the slave system only because that balances out what they need to know um, in their secret their seeking of knowledge. And if anyone has ever 
listen to the law of one, it's a really great way to understand that there are two paths um, that comes all the way back to the one. And so it's not a good or bad thing. It's not a higher or lower thing. It's not like that at all. And this is where, yes, there is a separation. The angels told me about the separation about 10 years ago, and now I'm seeing it more and more. And for those in the audience who find that some of the people in their lives who don't really resonate with new earth, and maybe they're not here to be an architect of the new earth, and they may be transitioning or have transitioned, that's part of that separation that's already happening, where even just circumstances are keeping us separated from those who are um, going different directions because it is mm -hmm. kind of a transitional period. It's almost like a hub. So if we fly on an airlines, we usually transfer in a hub city. And so earth is coming to a hub where some people are flying to Orlando. Some people are flying to New York. Some people are flying to Kona, Hawaii, um, right. so to speak. And so everybody's kind of going in a different place. And this is a hub is the way that they explain it to me. And, you know, I think more and more people are beginning to understand that there is something happening. They can't put their finger on it, but they know whether it's the photonic waves coming across, whether it's people raising their vibrations, whatever it is, more and more people are able to manifest things quicker and quicker be it good or bad, mm -hmm. a lot of people are writing and saying, oh my gosh, I did this practice and now I have this ability that if I think it, therefore it is. And I'm always like, be careful what you think. <laughs> For sure. Well, definitely it is activated. And because we're in a reality where there are still two separate poles, you have both activations. And so the lower frequency has definitely been mm -hmm. activated. Uh, it's dangerous to drive on the freeway because some people have lost their minds yeah. and they're driving 130 miles an hour, like weaving in and out right. of cars, like nobody cares. And so you can see that uh, the, the conflicts, the battles that are out in the open and over the smallest things, so there's so many different ways that you can see that something has been activated. And for those who have been traveling the conscious path out of faith are actually noticing a completely different experience. And But we're also watching the other polarity being activated as well. And right. there's no mistaking that something's occurring because... I even hear people who wouldn't necessarily have this conversation with us that do know that out there, there is something that's activated. There's even people who say, I don't want to go places. I don't want to go public places anymore. I don't want to go do this anymore because they can feel some yeah. form of energy because humanity as a whole has been activated yes. and it's a catalyst for awakening. Yes. Right. You know, one of the things that Dolores Cannon talked about in some of her books was the backdrop people. And mm -hmm. I had a lady that came in my office the other day and she was describing what she thought were the backdrop people because mm -hmm. she said she would look over in the cars and these people all just had these blank stares. And she goes, she started noticing that more and more and more. And you can go to a store. 
the parking lot is full of cars. You go inside, it's like, where are the people? Or you go inside and there's hundreds of people. It's like, where are the cars? Things are just not adding up the way that they used to. Yes, that is true. And it's very interesting because there's a lot of these things that we discover through our own awareness. And then it gets validated by someone like Dolores Cannon. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because I've been communicating with the angels for this amount of time and doing hypnotherapy for this amount of time. I have never heard of Dolores Cannon until about two or three years ago. And then I started uh, experiencing her work about the waves, the new earth and all that. Mm -hmm. And I was astonished. I looked at this and I said, oh my gosh, this is everything that the angels have been telling me. Although I've had my own separate conversations with them without being exposed to this. So I asked them, I'm like, why did you not put one of these books in my (laughs) hands? They put lots of other books in my hands, but why not this one? And they said, because if you would have read it out of a book, you wouldn't have known that it was spoken to you from us. Right. You would have believed that you read it through a book. And more than likely, even your listeners have already had these realizations. Even the thing about the timeline shifts, the the frequency variation shifts, we're getting this in mass. And we're already experiencing it to a certain layer and to a certain level, I mean. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, when they're hearing this conversation, it's just validating what they already know. And that's the way that we get information when we're bringing it from within. And that concept that you mentioned about the world's population being filled with the backdrop people, I will have to tell you that a very big portion of the global population is the backdrop people. And so those are going to be some of the people that are passing away as well. But how we know who the backdrop people are, are the people that you A, do not know, and B, do not have consciousness. Behave without consciousness. Those who behave without consciousness, without heart, are the backdrop people. Mm -hmm. So they're part of the simulation or part of the game, if you want to use that terminology. And so when they transition in a certain way, there's something else. But there are some people that will just, and I'm going to use this term, blip out. When we get to certain frequency variations, there are going to be some people who just blip out. And it's funny, I used to be an actor in Hollywood. And sometimes I used to work as a background actor. I used to work as a background actor a lot. So I often use it like background acting, like this concept of backdrop people. It's the same as background acting. I was a background actor too, when I was uh, auditioning with my agent and things like that. So I do acting work for commercials and TV shows. And then the next day I was a background actor. So I'd have a role one day. And then the next day I was just some person eating in a restaurant. But that's the whole idea is that a lot of people, and believe it or not, most of the population of the earth is what people refer to as the backdrop people. I heard one theory from someone that was expressing that when all of the background people are gone, Mm -hmm. when everything begins to shift 
it's really the new earth emerges because all of that falseness has fallen away. And it was yes. never really there to begin with. It was just a mechanism to allow us to experience, to awaken. So, um, like COVID, yes, about that, yeah, exactly. Like COVID, that's all yeah. COVID was was uh, an experience that would ignite or activate a level of awakening that it was time to happen. That's all it was. It would never have been allowed in our reality by the divine creator unless it had an expansive yeah. uh, benefit to it. Nothing that's allowed to happen to us individually or collectively is allowed by the creator unless it has an expansive outcome or an expansive effect on us. Yeah. And that's why we have peace. That's why we have these conversations. And that's why we're you know, here being able to have these tribes, mm -hmm. communities that are forming because we're those that will be here when the illusion disappears, and it will. Now, I will tell you this, the angels have indicated three seasons of this experience. There's three seasons of this experience. And I call them seasons. They could be considered phases. It's still a linear way of explaining something non-linear, but mm -hmm. it has to be explained in a linear way to make it easy for us to understand where we are in this process. So the first phase or season is the awakening or revelations. Whether we're going through a personal transformation or a collective one, the first one is about awakening to new knowledge, awakening to new awareness, discovering that what we thought was true isn't, and discovering that what we couldn't imagine as possibly being true is. So that's phase number one or season number one. Revelations or awakening, same thing, revealing, awakening. Phase two is purging and purification. So this is when all that doesn't serve or isn't in alignment anymore is just literally dissolved, vanishes, whatever you, way you want to use to understand that it's not going to step number three or season number three, which is the expansion, yeah. the expansion. So the expansion is the new earth and where the angels say that we are right now is we're in the end of the revelation and awakening phase and that we are at the beginning of the purification phase. So if you're watching horrifying events on the news, not that you should be, because <laughs> that's not helpful, exactly. but if you're hearing them, because they do filter to us anyway, if you're hearing about horrifying events, then know that these are all part of a dissolve and not an escalation of the events that are occurring. And so let's say I've been to... Maryland one time when it was switching from winter to spring. And I'm from Southern California. So I'm used to like sunny <laughs> 70 degrees every day and earthquakes once in a while. But, <laughs> and anyway, one day while I was there, and I think this was in March, like the middle of March or middle to end of March, one day it snowed the next day, the next day it was 90 degrees. And then the day after that, it snowed again. 
So when you're switching seasons, it's not like a really uh, succinct switch. So we're in the middle of these two seasons. So we're still in a bit of an awakening phase while we're still at the end of the awakening phase, while we're kind of at the beginning of the purification phase. And by the way, the purification phase is going to take a lot less time than we think to see. That is good news. <laughs> well, it's it's going to take as long as it takes because sure. it's. How would I say this? In a certain way, you can observe things when you realize how much what we live in is a false construct. Time is a false construct. Money is a false construct. Buying energy from other people is a false construct. Um, relying on human technology instead of divine technology to healing the body is a false construct. All of this. And when you start seeing this as a false construct, I've a friend of mine who explained to me that she can't even watch a sitcom anymore because you can see the propagation of an energy frequency that is not helpful to being in your higher mind. Now, whether that's by design or an accident, that's another conversation. Right. But even regular television, be it a sitcom or a movie, especially the violence, but right. not even just the violence, even humor. All of it has a lower frequency and its net effect is that it keeps us mm -hmm. in the lower mind and out of theta. That's the net effect. And we don't have to discover whether that was by design or not, but either way, when we start to awaken, we don't have an appetite for enter that kind of entertainment anymore. Right. And I have a friend who said to me the other day, I can't even watch. And then she named a very popular sitcom. She said, I can't even watch that mm. anymore because I've, I'm aware of the frequency in it. Yeah. And once you become aware of it, you can't not see it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and this is where we really notice the change of seasons and the change of difference. So I find that, explanation from the angels helpful myself because you can kind of see a roadmap of where we're at and what we have ahead and they also want us to know that while we go through this purging and purification phase if you have this sort of image of the banking system collapsing and all of us having to loot the grocery stores just to survive that is absolutely not how this is going to go down this is going to be in through the elevation or the reboot, it's going to be the more constant reboot. So we notice that things get rebooted frequently. <laughs> Five years ago, we would see like nine months reboot, you know, whatever, 12 months reboot. And now it's like 21 days reboot, another eight days reboot. And so we're seeing these reboots happening quicker, which is this taking offline an old variation of reality and bringing online a newer and higher frequency layer of reality. Well, now we're seeing them as a constant. They can happen three times a week. Right. And so, right. So this purification process is all a byproduct, not the main event, but it is a byproduct of these switches in frequency layer. Mm. And so 
that should give us a lot of peace, you know, for those that are worried that what should I do with my savings account? What should I do with this or that? That's a material possession. What, what does our divine creator tell us? Be not afraid. We're not supposed to experience fear. And that's where we get to escalate in the frequency in this, in this stage. Beautiful, beautiful. And it's so phenomenal that it's already happening and it's available to us. All we have Mm -hmm. to do is to step into it. So thank you so much for sharing all of this information with us today. And I would like, if you would, just to, you know, if there's anything we didn't talk about or anything that you want to share, um, and then I would love for you again to give your website so that people can find you and sign up for those awesome courses. Yes. Well, first of all, I do invite people to do that. But the one thing I would like to share is this. If you've been listening to this episode, you're calibrating into this. I got a very interesting email from someone one time who got to listen to this conversation and then said that my work was out of integrity because I do actually monetize my services. And I said, well, I didn't, I didn't, I don't respond to those kind of emails, but I find it very interesting that this person said, well, if I pray for somebody, if I love for somebody, I don't charge them for the work. And I get that. There's this whole idea that we're in new earth, but we're making the transition. And so for now, many of us get to offer what we offer. And of course, that's how we uh, create resources or expansion through one of those abundance, which is money. But that said, the message I want to leave for the audience is this. You don't have to do anything to calibrate with this. By listening to this episode, you're calibrating with this frequency. By having conversations with people, you're in this frequency. I created on my website, you'll see an invitation to be part of a conscious community. There is no paywall to be a part of that. And one of the events that we offer once a month is called expansive conversations. And that's because just by having these conversations, we're calibrating in the new earth frequency. And if someone really wants to expedite their calibration, continue to communicate and be part of a community, contribute and receive from that. In the meantime, if there is something that I can help you with, such as offering you a course or any of the calibration events that I do, a one-on-one session. Um, and uh, I I authored a deck of tarot cards that has a frequency effect to it um, that is also available. But if there is something like that that you would like to participate in and or contact me, you can go to my website, which is talktomyangels.com. That's talk and then T-O, myangels.com. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. I love how I get expansion, how I get expansive and feel consciously high just from sharing this because I always listening to them. I'm tapped into them. And of course, they're always broadcasting through us anyway, you and I both, right? Beautiful. Yes, absolutely. And thank you again so much for being here, sharing your wisdom and a little bit tidbit of information about what the angels are saying about yeah. new 
earth. So for everyone that's watching, I want to thank you so much, whether you are watching when this first comes out, whether you're watching this on replay, listen to it over and over again, because just like Seth said, you're receiving an energetic calibration and even by accident, you're raising your own frequency. Mm -hmm. And so I love when we get all of these um, beautiful benefits by accident. Yeah. So thank you. And thank you for helping uh, with that with everyone today. So until we're back together again, next time, again, I thank you. Namaste. And much love, everyone, and I'll look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Thank you so much. Aloha.